Welcome back to Burgers and Brats. It's your host, Braxton Poe, Matt Marks. Matt Marks is still working out um, with all the All-Stars for the dunk contest, so he will not be here. But I am joined by senior national champion gymnast Colin Kellogg. Colin, thank you for being here. Uh, it's good to be here. I've uh, been on the show once before, but it's a while back, so glad to be back. It's been a long time. Um, make sure you're following us on Twitter, on Instagram, at Burgers Brats, Spotify, and Apple Podcast at Burgers Brats. So let's start with some cooking on the grill. Colin, just going to ask you some questions. We want to get to know you more. It's been a while. Some things have changed. So, Colin, you guys are 3-1 and one on the season. Big win at home Saturday. What, what was it like coming back home and getting a win in front of the home crowd? It was incredible. Uh, the home crowd is always amazing. They really fill out the stands really well. And honestly, you know, we had uh, three meets away to start the season, and they were good meets. They were fun, always fun with the team. But it just feels good to get in front of that home crowd, hear the fans get super loud, you know, even the small stuff like the intro videos, everything. It's just when you're at home and everyone's behind your back, it's just a little bit easier to perform. Yeah, being at home is definitely different, much better. So, And much better for you because you had a season high on rings, placing third. Uh, how did that feel? It felt great. We actually, uh, you know, I messed up at Stanford the week before, had a small mistake, but we tweaked the routine a little. We uh, kind of went back to the drawing board, and yeah, it turned out really well. Had a season high, and just glad to help the team get the dub. Yeah, so you guys are very young this year. What's it like seeing such this young team and being a leader for them? It's exciting because you feel like you're kind of building that next generation of gymnasts for the team. You feel like you're trying to maintain that mentality and the and the ideals that push the team to where it is it's fun to watch them grow and watch them succeed yeah it definitely is different being a team leader team captain uh for uh gymnastics and what are your expectations for the season for this team and how do you plan to reclaim the national championship well it all just comes down to you know who has their best day on that specific day you know a lot can happen throughout the season there's ups and downs you'll win some you'll lose some but Really all that matters is try to be the best on that day. So that's kind of how we plan. We're trying to do gymnastics that we can hit every time, that we don't make mistakes. And, you know, if we go out there and we don't make a lot of mistakes and maybe they make a few, you know, it'll be a close fight to the end. Yeah, gymnastics is a game of tents. So anything can happen. A toe point can cost you. What are we expecting from you this season? What are you expecting from yourself? Had a season high. Is it going to get better? It will absolutely get better. (laughs) Always getting better. Uh just kind of perfecting things at this point you know this late in my career towards the end probably not trying to do many things that are new but just perfecting what I already have and like I said going out there and just not making any mistakes and just keep pushing that score higher and higher yeah so you're a senior Uh, it's been a long ride uh, for gymnastics here at OU what are you gonna miss most about gymnastics and maybe being coached by Mark Williams the thing I want to miss most is the teammates absolutely you know that just team mentality working together just grinding it out every day you know it's it, some of the things we do suck and are hard but when you're doing it with somebody else uh, it just creates a bond that kind of lasts for a lifetime so I'll definitely miss that I'll definitely miss working with the guys yeah traveling with your teammates there's nothing better than that for sure <laughs> that's the best so last question you have a national championship ring would you rather win one another one this year let your rockets witness your rockets win one with westbrook and harden i'd rather win one myself (laughs) that's a pretty easy answer (laughs) i thought it'd be a little harder but all right thank you for that colin uh i know you want to talk some houston rockets some nba trade deadline first let's go over some big moves that happened so marcus morris is traded to the clippers 
Uh, Miami, they trade Dion Waiters, Justice Winslow to Memphis for Iguodala and Jay Crowder. Interesting trade there. But Colin, your Rockets. They trade their big man, Clint Compella, for no one, for uh, just some short guys for nobody. What are your thoughts on that? Well, so it's interesting because they trade Capella and they get Robert Covington, a forward, and they get center Jordan Bell, who's not really, and he's not a standout center, but he does play the center role. But then they trade, then they trade Jordan Bell and get Bruno Caboclo. Love that guy. Man. Yeah. So <laughs> honestly. I thought it was a crazy move at first. I, I was furious because it's iconic to see Harden lob it up to Capella and Capella slams it down. The chemistry there is incredible. And they really they really have created this synergy on the team, especially over the last few years. So it was crazy to see him go. But the more I looked into it, I started to see some logic behind it. So first off, the biggest thing I noticed was Capella, he has a five-year, $90 million contract. He was four years left on that deal, you know, about 14, 15 million a year. And that's a lot. Covington, who they brought in, is only on a four-year, $48 million contract with three years left. So he's, for one, a lot cheaper of a player. You know, it probably helps with cap space and luxury tax and all that. Um, so that's definitely one reason. And also, Capella's injury-prone. He has been struggling with some injuries. He has been kind of getting hurt. And I think, to me, this move says we're going all in with the small ball lineup, obviously. They're going all in with small ball, and they don't want anything holding them back. Is that going to work, though, against Jokic, AD, Gobert, um, Kawhi? Small ball, I love small ball. I like it, but I don't know if it works against this tough Western Conference and the centers. As a fan of the Rockets, I want to say, yeah, it's <laughs> going to work. But being honest, no, I don't think it will. I think in the playoffs, I think guys are just going to slow down the game. The other teams are just going to get it to their big man in the paint, and they're just going to lay it up. I mean, every now and then Tucker or Harden will poke the ball out against the center in the paint, but, I mean, they're going to make more layups than they miss. And uh, really, yeah, when the slam, when the game slows down and gets more physical, that's when it's going to get really hard for the Rockets playing small ball. Yeah, definitely. And if you guys can't make your three-pointers, which we've seen, it will not go as well. But um, the Miami Iguodala trade, have you been keeping up with um, Iguodala this year? I have not, no. He's been sitting out all year. I did notice qu that. <laughs> questing his money, um, hasn't played, finally gets traded to Miami in a contender. Go, um, he played a game, played pretty good, but what do you think about Iguodala, a vet, sitting out just because he doesn't want to play uh, for a the, – the Grizzlies, they're in the playoffs. They're the eighth seed, but he wanted to get traded to an actual contender. Just what are your thoughts on him sitting out? I think that's fine, you know, like – as someone who is also older in their sport, you know, not nearly <laughs> near his age, I get it. You know, it, it, it's painful, man. It starts to break your body down. It starts to hurt. Like, you have to be smart with how you practice and how you perform. And, you know, if he, if in his mind he's only still in the league to win a championship, why play for someone who's not going to win a championship? If that's the only thing you're trying to do at this point, you know, you're not trying to build a name for yourself. You have the name. You're not trying to win MVP. You're not trying to lead a team. You're just trying to win. Well, then, yeah, I, I can see sitting out until you get that chance. I don't understand for him, though, because he's got three finals. He's got one final MVP. Everyone knows him. I don't. I think he should play. I mean, I get sitting out. I'm not going to hate you for that, but everyone knows you. You've got three rings already. You've got plenty of money. I think he should have played. Um, it'll be fun watching him play against Memphis, though, uh, when the time comes. But back to your Rockets, they... Um, we, they traded Capella, but they go out and beat the Lakers. 
they um, PJ Tucker holds Anthony Davis to what four points or something like that, but then they go get smacked by the Suns, but without Westbrook, and they get beat by the Jazz uh, this uh, the last night or two nights ago. Where how far do you think this Rockets team can go? I see them. They're in the fifth seed right now. Yeah, I see them definitely obviously making the playoffs. I think that's you know nothing's obvious, but I think that I think that's pretty solid. Um, uh, I do think they could maybe win the first round. I think they could get you know win win one in the first round, but I don't see them going much deeper than that. I mean, PJ Tucker is an absolute animal. That dude, he really he really pushes it on defense and on offense. Like he will get, play his heart out every game, which I love. But I you know like we've been saying, I just don't know how long he can go up against those bigs in a seven game series. He can shut down Kawhi, anyone, really. Yeah, and really you know what? It's funny because now he's our second highest rebounder <laughs> behind Westbrook. Westbrook is our leading rebounder now with P.J. Tucker at 6'5", coming in at second <laughs> with seven rebounds a game, 7.4. Uh, another fun number is if you're looking at the Rockets players that have played on average over 20 minutes a game, the average height among those guys is six foot four. Oh, wow. That is small ball right there. Yep, and they're an older team too, much older team this year than they've been in the past. But I think they're trying to lean on experience. I think that's what they're hoping plays out. Uh, yeah, they are. They as long as they can shoot the ball, I think they're in good hands. Uh, another trade, the Minnesota trade. Uh, they get Malik Beasley, Juancho Hernan Gomez uh, from Denver, and they get D'Lo from the Warriors, who they trade uh, for Andrew Wiggins and a first rounder. The Minnesota then goes out and wins. Um, the duo puts up 55. Delo's looking good. Thoughts on that? I like it. I like the way the Timberwolves came out of this. I know they're pretty, sitting pretty low in the rankings right now. Uh, you have exactly where they're at. They're pretty far down. They are la- or second to last behind the Warriors. So I don't know if they're trying to think playoff push or just preparation for next year. I imagine they're probably thinking next year. But it's definitely interesting to watch them give up some high draft picks for some players that are still young, you know, only a couple years experience in the NBA, but I think have potential to be good players. I, I, I like the moves they made. Did you see Cat uh, had not won a game since November until last week? Wow. November. <laughs> that's a long time. That's I don't know tough. how that – I don't know how that's possible, but it happened. All right, uh, Clippers. I mean, no, Lakers are first in the West. Mm-hmm. Are you surprised by this? I'm not. Oh, are not at all. No? Not, not even a lot of doubters this year, but you got AD and LeBron. You're yeah. that's gonna be top of the West, and then Nuggets are in the second seed. Clippers three seed. Uh, it'll be a battle between Nuggets and Clippers, but the Jazz four seed. They go and beat through your Rockets the other night on a crazy um, circus shot. Uh, thoughts on Jazz? Are they contenders? They did go on that 16 game win streak, but the competition was not very well. I don't know if they're contenders. Just simply for the fact that if you look at the playoff experience of the teams atop the West, it's just, again, when everything changes when you get to those seven-game series, yep. when you get to those playing the same team over and over again, long games, physical games, and that's really when experience kicks in. And that's when, you know, Kawhi having a great season, but in the playoffs, he kicks it up another notch. Same with LeBron. Yep. They're both having great seasons, but you know they have that extra gear that they're waiting to get to, and that's just a tough wall to get past in the playoffs. No, it definitely is. Uh, I want to get your. Uh, let's talk some East. So Raptors, second place in the East. No Kawhi Leonard. No Kawhi Leonard, and they're second in the East. What? What? What are your thoughts on this? How does this affect Kawhi at all? Does it impact Kawhi uh, when he was there last year? Does it make you think less of him? Oh, not at all. I mean, 
you can put a great player in a great system and have a championship team and then take that great player out and you still have a great system that contender maybe not a contender but at least you know going to win a lot of regular season games and going to definitely challenge some people in the playoffs yeah and then bucks seven losses that's insane yeah good they're they're amazing this year uh, you got anything else to add to the nba uh no i mean yeah the bucks are incredible i love Giannis as a player i love watching him play uh I don't watch the Bucks too often, but man, I caught a yeah. clip of uh, I caught some of their clips the other night, and their defense is scary. It is the way they swarm to the ball; it's impressive. Yeah, it's definitely crazy. So I wanna um, get your championship predictions uh, for the NBA. Who you got? Um, um, NBA Finals, and then pick the winner. So I, I think it's I think it's gonna be Bucks Clippers. Clippers, really? Yeah, I like the Clippers. I like Kawhi. Kawhi's different. He's a different beast in the playoffs, and. Just last year, what I saw from him, even struggling, you know, bringing it back, clutching up, I just, I really like that. I think they're a good team. Um, so, yeah, I think Clippers, um, Bucks, and I think the Clippers are going to win. Really? I think Kawhi's going to win another championship and solidify himself as one of the greats. Have you seen Paul George in the playoffs, though? <laughs> yeah, playoff Paul George. Playoff P is non existent. All right, so you got Clippers, Bucks. I've got Lakers, Bucks. Uh, so, we've got some LA teams. And then, all right, let's move on to some NBA All-Star. The, <laughs> who let Giannis <laughs> become a GM? That dude That dude is worse than Michael Jordan at <laughs> being a GM. <laughs> it is awful. So uh, they did a televised draft. It's basically East versus West. Bronze team, Anthony Davis, Kwai, Luka, Harden, and Dame <laughs> versus Giannis. Which is Joel, Pascal Siakam, good pick, Kimball Walker, Trey Young, okay, and then Chris Middleton. <laughs> How bad is LeBron's team gonna be, Giannis? I think it's gonna be a landslide, but I figured out earlier today what Giannis did. He just wants to shine. He wants all the he wants all the, all the cameras on him. All the ball is all all on him. He's just ready to go out and put up you know sixty points, twenty five rebounds, he twenty assists. To. He's going to have to to win. Like, that is terrible. He could have chosen any of these players that I just yeah. mentioned, and he chose these. I mean, LeBron didn't have the first four picks. Yeah. That, yeah. How, do you, how do you feel about Giannis calling Harden a ball hog? I mean, I, I don't necessarily think he's wrong. I mean, look, you can say what you want about Harden, and it's probably true. Yeah, he gets fouls, and he plays for the free throw line, and he's a ball hog, but... You know, he, he just tries to score, tries to help the team win. I don't know how much he's doing that this year in some of the games, but that's when West, Russell Westbrook can take over, and he's done some good things this year too. Yeah, Westbrook has been carrying the Rockets. So, uh, three-point contest. We've got we got a lot of people in this one. Trey Young, Dame Dalla, Zach Levine, Buddy Hield, Devontae Graham, Harris Robinson. Um, some stats for a few of them. Dame shooting 39%, Buddy Hield 38 uh, Devontae Graham, 37, and Trey, 37. Have you seen Dame, what he's been doing these past few weeks? Uh, just dropping 50, 40. He's been killing it. And all his all his three-pointers are like Trey. They're from the logo. So yeah. <laughs> um, we'll see how he does at the three-point line. But who you got winning the three-point contest? See, I've been looking over it a lot. And when I try to pick the three-point winner, I look at percentage, but I also like to look at volume. Because yeah. you want someone who's got a good percentage with a lot of volume. Um... I like Trey Young, you know. I think if the three-point contest was from about 10 feet back, I think Trey <laughs> Young's going to win it hands down. But um, I actually probably like Buddy Heald to win it, honestly. 
just, I mean, averaging 10 attempts a game, shooting 38.6. Like that, that's, those are good numbers on a high volume. And so I think he can put up some good points. Yeah, I've got Buddy Hill as well just because he's a spot-up shooter and he can shoot from anywhere on the arc. Dunk contest. This one should be fun. Aaron Gordon is back after being robbed in 2016 by Zach Levine. Levine is not in it, but we got Dwight Howard. Ooh. Superman is back. <laughs> should be fun. He's been balling out this year. Yes. He's He's been doing good. Aaron Gordon, Pat Cunnington, Derek Jones Jr. for the Heat. He's been playing pretty good. But I've got to go Gordon. This dude is out for blood. He's going to want to win. So I've got Aaron Gordon winning this year. What about you? I'm going to pick Dwight Howard. Just because I, I, I want him to. I want to see it. He's going to do something creative. But, man, this is something I looked up because I was curious. So look at this. Derek Jones, he's 22. Aaron Gordon, 24. We got Pat uh, Connaughton, 27. And then Dwight Howard, 34. <laughs> Quite the age gap in this year's contest. I didn't know Derek Jones was that young. Or yeah. Aaron Gordon. Yeah. Pretty young. Young guys. Yeah, it should be a fun one um, this year. Uh, coming up this weekend. Uh, so it's here quick. Halfway point is here. Uh, any other NBA news action you want to add, Colin? No, I'll go back to my Rockets one more time. Just throw this <laughs> last right. little tidbit in there. People will keep in mind as they watch them. Something that I did find very interesting that um, uh, Coach Mike D'Antoni said is, yeah, the Rockets are going to get out-rebounded now. But what he said is that it doesn't matter if they get out-rebounded. All that matters is how often that turns into second-chance points. So it will be interesting to watch the Rockets – not get defensive rebounds, but then play aggressive defense. So it'll be interesting to see. I know we said a lot about it, but it's just I don't think we've ever seen a team commit this much to small ball, at least in recent times. So Yeah, it should be fun. They're seven games out of first, two and a half back from the Jazz in the fourth seed. So it's going to be a fun, tight race. See what the Rockets can do. Harden just needs to start shooting the ball better or just not shooting. Yeah, or just <laughs> passing. Just pass the ball. But uh, make sure you're following us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, at Burgers Brats. Moving into our next segment, on this day, 1763, the Treaty of Paris is signed in the French and Indian War. We were alive back then. And then 1940, Tom and Jerry debuts. 1940. Eighteen seventy nine, the first artificial ice rink in North America opened. Can you can you guess where this opened up at? New York? New York City, Madison oh, okay. Square Garden. Yep. Yeah. Got it right. And then we got some birthdays to give out. Thomas Edison, Burt Reynolds, Jennifer Aniston, who never ages, and good old Abe Lincoln. So that's it for On This Day. Next, talk some Oscars. Colin, did you watch any Oscars last night? Did not watch any Oscars <laughs> last night. Come on, man. You're missing out. <laughs> I, I didn't watch any either. I don't, I don't know what happened. Just looking at some rundowns, but 92nd annual awards, Eminem returns or made his debut at the awards show um, after 17 years, where he won uh, for an Emmy for uh, best song and lose yourself. So that was good to see. And then Parasite won best picture, um, and it was the first non-English filmmaker to win the award. And then for Renee Zellweger wins Best Actress for Judy. Have you seen Judy? Judy Garland? Me neither. <laughs> and then Joaquin Phoenix wins Actor for an, a leading role in The Joker. Have you seen The Joker? Dude, I have not. <laughs> I have not. I don't watch a lot of movies. I have not seen it either. But is the second Joker to win the award. Wow. No Batman has won it. No Batman. So the bad guy always wins. And then 1917 wins Visual Effects. And Brad Pitt won Best Supporting Actor. 
for the Hollywood movie. What was that? Hollywood. Once upon a time. Yeah, once upon a time in Hollywood. So you do watch, watch the it. movie. <laughs> Did not watch that one. Just know the name. I watched about ten minutes of the ending. It it was very strange. I had no idea what was happening. <laughs> I saw some people getting shot and stabbed. So that yeah that was it. And then best director Bong, John Ho for Parasite, and then Hair Love won best animated short film. So that's your Oscars rundown. Ninety second. Check back in next year when we will definitely not watch them again. So some XFL made its debut this past weekend. It was fun. It was successful. Um, Twitter loved it. Announcers loved it. Everyone seemed to love it. Colin, what are your reactions from it? I know you didn't get to see most of it, but what are some thoughts? Just looking at the highlights, it just looks like football, man, which is exactly what I want. You know, I think they came in at the perfect time right after the Super Bowl. Everyone... Sad that football's over, but man, this looked a lot like football. A little rough around the edges, but there's some big guys making big plays. I was impressed. Yeah, first week, these players only got a few months to train with each other, but it really didn't feel like um, non-NFL, non-college football. It felt like NFL. So um, it drew um, viewers because they had former NFL players, Cardell Jones, Landry Jones. So they rely on these big names, which draw us in. And the rule changes, they are so weird but so fun. Loved it. I the, love the kickoff. The, I tuned in, I watched, as soon as the kickoff was happening, I was like, what is that? But, I mean, I like it. It seems safer and also more exciting. I was a big yeah. fan. I like the changes with the time, too. I like the game flowing a bit better. Yeah. Um, I love the extra point. I love that, too. The one, two, and three-pointer from the 10-yard line. Some real strategy going on there, really getting risky with things. I like it. <laughs> and then you got live coaches' audio, so listen to what they call, and the mics and the ref huddle, so we know what those zebras are saying, finally. Um, and then I saw the video replay dude using an Xbox controller <laughs> to watch the playback video to determine if something was a fumble or not. But the first hour of XFL, they have an F-bomb. They interview a kicker as soon as he missed a field goal. It's, it's the XFL. It's awesome. It's so fun to watch. Um, you have these big-time um, NFL head coaches, um, assistant coaches, coming coach. And then you got big-time head coach Bob Stoops coming back. Um, that was fun to watch. His team did not win, did not do as well. But And the first weekend has already had as many sales as the AFL did this whole season last year. So it should be, it should be a fun 10 weeks, honestly. It really should be. Um, who, what team are you riding for? I, you are from Houston, I so from Houston, there is course. a Houston team. I am riding with that Houston team, absolutely. They put up 37. 37, and the quarterback was doing his best Deshaun Watson impression. He looked good. Yeah, he dumped, dipped, uh, <laughs> dipped out of a sack. <laughs> Uh, drop back and threw a bomb deep downfield. I mean, it, it's fun football. It it looked a lot more like football than I expected it to. Yeah, just because you have these players that played in the NFL, played college ball. Yeah, the dude had four touchdowns, didn't he? He did. That was crazy. Um, it's been good. The worst team is Tampa Bay. They put up three <laughs> points. That's fitting. Can Tampa Bay get a good team? Come on. Uh, but um, some games that are coming up this week. Uh, New York City. Or New York at D.C. Cardell Jones uh, looking for another win. He was getting MVP chance <laughs> uh, during the game. I think he leads his team uh, to a victory. You going New York or D.C.? Uh, I'll go New York on that one. New York as well. All right, Tampa Bay at Seattle. Seattle uh, looks pretty good. Tampa Bay not good at all. If it's a Tampa Bay football team, i got to go <laughs> against them. They're probably going to lose. 
<laughs> yeah. Not going to eat that W. <laughs> Seattle for the win. And then Dallas at L.A. Landry Jones should return for the Renegades, giving them an offensive hope after only putting up nine points uh, this past weekend. You got Dallas and Bob Stoops or L.A.? I'll take Bob Stoops. You know, I'll, I'll give him a chance to redeem himself. <laughs> he is not – I think he lost one – or two games back to back in his whole career at OU, so he's not gonna lose a game uh, back to back in the XFL. And then St. Louis at Houston, who you got in this I'll one? I'll take Houston. <laughs> I'll take Houston easy. I'll go Houston as well. St. Louis did look pretty good, but the quarterback put up 40 points for Houston uh, this past weekend. So should be another fun, exciting XFL weekend. Anything else to add for the XFL? I'm really hoping the XFL becomes a feeder league for the NFL. Yeah. I think it creates some great opportunities. And what I want to see is players basically trying to put up highlight reels as audition tapes for the NFL. Yeah. I think if they go into it with that mindset, we're going to see some crazy plays. Yeah, I'm down uh, with you on that. Um, having it kind of be a G League like the NBA has, that I think these players should get another chance or be looked at by the NFL. It's a great breeding ground. Um, they were having some standout plays these players were trying to make. It looked good. It's I think it's going to be fun. Uh, should be a great season. Got nine more weeks of this. So hopefully it stays uh, good. Hopefully they make it. I <laughs> hope so. All right, so moving into our final segment, who would you share a burger and brat with? I'll start with this one, Colin. Bees. Population declining quickly, but you can help. Not mowing over or removing those cute little dandelions. You got to leave those. I mean, we all love playing with them as kids. But uh, bees rely on them to pollinate and survive. So make sure this spring you're leaving those in the ground and letting that bee population come back up. Yeah, my little bit extra is uh, a solar orbiter launched yesterday. Oh. I'm a big space guy. I like following that stuff. So if you're interested. Was this NASA or? This was uh, NASA and the European Space Administration. They're working together. Uh, it's going to take about two years to get to where it needs to at the sun, but it's going to look at the poles of the sun the way we never have before and maybe find out a little bit more about our solar system and uh, our home and how it all works. I, I can't tell if it's a long t- if two years is a long time or a short time to get to the sun because, I mean, the sun's right there, right? It's right there, but right <laughs> there is pretty far away. Yeah, two, two years seems like a long time, but I guess it's not. <laughs> Got any more nerdy stuff to add to this? Uh, not this time. Not this time. That's all I got. Well, Colin, thank you so much for joining, talking about your Houston Rockets. Uh, that does it for us. Make sure you're following us on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, at Burgers Brought.